why I always get concerned when I hear people being like, yeah, we just met six months ago and we're getting married. The reason I get concerned about that is because I believe that in the first six to maybe 18 months of a relationship, people are putting their best mask on. They just want to show you like what that, what you want to see. Yeah. And if that person's really good at that, they'll keep, they'll keep it going. And it's a lot of the time it's not malicious. It's just that they want the, they want the, the relationship to continue moving forward. Thank you for joining us. You are now tuned into Trish Chat, a series that aims to normalize vulnerability through conversation. Our episodes promote meaningful dialogue around identity, culture, and real life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Trish Chat, or welcome if it's your first time listening. My name is Steph. I'm drinking my green smoothie and I'm here with Jess. Hey everyone. I just finished my green smoothie. It's so good. Thank you for making it, babe. You are welcome. Tell us, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm a little sunburnt. I uh I went to the beach for a couple hours and no matter how much I apply sunblock, I somehow always burn my stomach. <laughs> so I got some aloe vera on and I'm hoping that that helps me sleep tonight but otherwise i'm well pretty good i got some got some new weights in today so i'm I'm excited to bulk up over the next few weeks you getting ready for uh what is it bulking season no it's cuffing season cuffing i don't need a cuff i already have a no but don't they call it bulking season or is it just cuffing season i have no idea what you're talking about I don't know. It's well, so, it's the season for something. Well, what's going to be funny is that I'm going to get up and I'm going to find you using these weights. For sure. <laughs> um, so I'm excited for that just because it's, it's it's something that it's a hot commodity. It's It was very hard to find. And, you know, capitalism, yep. people out here just buying all the gym equipment and upselling it by two or three times as much. So I've been holding off for a couple of months just waiting for like the best deal that was out there. And I'm just happy I finally have it. Um, but yeah. How are you feeling today? Um, well, one, I think you should clarify for people that you did a social distancing beach yeah of course of course that's why make it clear that's why i went on a tuesday today's tuesday i went very early um and the beach had all like the signage and stuff for people to stay 10 feet away and for the most part people listened um but yeah i mean i'm all about social distancing so yes (laughs) so don't think one of my values is social distancing i mean now that i mean that's that's what that's that's the move now so yes i kept it very safe um i'm not out here partying it up with a although i saw a lot of people like getting together with strangers and like drinking and it was it was 
kind of funny to watch them do it. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's coronavirus, right? Um, you know, coronavirus aside, I am like in awe of people who can go to the beach and just have a lot of drinks because it's so hot and water is just not enough to keep you hydrated. And then alcohol on top of that is is a lot. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you have an umbrella, you can stay on there. It's still hot. It's still, it's still humid. Yeah, today wasn't too bad. Today, honestly, was the perfect beach day. So I can't complain in that regard. But I do get what you're saying. But I think it's just a way for people to keep cool and socialize during social distancing. Yeah. Yeah, it was awkward. But <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful that I, I had the space to be able to do that. Um, Because I know there's a lot of beaches out there where you can't do that because people are just on top of each other. Yeah. So, but that's me. What about you? I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's just been an exhausting few weeks with everything going on. I'm just still exhausted. Yeah. What do you need to re-energize yourself that? Another green smoothie? No, I think I just need to rest. Need to lift some weights? I think I know I I think part of it is I need to um do some exercise mm-hmm. um and get some rest. Yeah. Rest is important. I haven't had a lot of that, so yeah, I don't think we um I forgot how to rest after working for so long. Um so I hear you on that. It's important to rest, so we're just going to take a nap right now, okay? <laughs> the episode, I'm just going to be here taking a little nap. Yeah. Well, you want to jump into it? Yeah. So today we're talking about marriage. There. Jump right into it. <laughs> Tell yeah. us more. Tell us why Why do you think it's important to talk about this? Um, we are doing an episode on marriage because we felt completely, well, let me speak for myself. I felt completely uh, bamboozled. Um, Because this is not to say that marriage sucks, but marriage is not easy. And you don't get married and put your relationship on cruise control, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, the perception that uh, that like people have when you see folks who've been married for so long. And it's like, oh, wow, you're just so perfect for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's important to talk about that and shed some light on how just the truth truth behind it and if you're someone who's considering it it's just this is just good information to know yeah i think we're gonna the top five secrets about marriage that no one tells you those are like the articles that you're like what no, click those, on this. those are those podcasts then you get a virus on your computer <laughs> But those are the podcast episodes that people do click on. It's like, maybe that's what we should name this. Clickbait. Not into it. (laughs) Top 37 marriage tips of 2020. This is the one tip that will save your marriage. (laughs) And no one shares. Those are the articles that you're like, let me click on this. Yeah. 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 No, I'm excited. I agree. I think that there's a lot of different perceptions of marriage out there and uh, we had our own perceptions of marriage before getting married. And, you know, and with we've been married, we're going to be married 
four years in September. So I'd say we have a little bit of experience in this in this uh, category. We're about to graduate the College of Marriage. Yo, we'll we're... Put the four years in. About to go get our master's. <laughs> Not chill, bro. Well, yes, we are going to get but no master's for me. But um, what does that mean? Just men in general, like oh. literal. Oh, like, okay. Not spending any more money on education. <laughs> um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but yeah, let's jump in. Like, talk to me about your perception of marriage before getting married. Like, what's what's your journey there? Of um, like, what were you told about marriage? I wasn't so I wasn't really told anything about marriage. Nobody talked to you about it. Nobody talked to me about it. I think well, the my dad always said like don't get married young. Um like advance in your career and get it to the point where you want it to be mm-hmm. and travel and then you get married like you have so much time to get married. <laughs> Um, hold on for a sec. Like, was your dad just like sitting on the couch with you and just said, Hey, by the way, I've been wanting to tell you. I this. don't know. I don't remember Are you guys watching like an Aventura concert. On TV? <laughs> Probably. I don't remember what the context was, but I, I remember that he said this of like, you have time, like you, like you don't need to get married mm-hmm. young. Um, and I don't remember my mom ever talking about it in the sense of giving advice aside from like make your own money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I for a long time didn't want to get married. Why? Because I I would see that like people would get married and they would treat the wedding as like the pinnacle of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would see not only marriage, marriage was the first thing, but like engagements, marriage and children, I would see that people would do this to like fix in air quotes, fix their relationship problems, which that doesn't fix anything that Mm -hmm. might just make it worse. Um, and so I was just like, what is, what does the institution of marriage mean? Like, what does that even mean? And a lot of people just. Um, look forward to the wedding day, mm-hmm. but not necessarily the wedding. And like, if the peak of your um, relationship is your wedding day, that's really lame. Like, I just don't ever want to get there then because I don't ever want to get to the peak because then you mm-hmm. just have to go down from there. And I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I didn't want to um, get married. Tell me something. Um, is that something you saw in your family? Like this perception that you're talking about specifically around like the pinnacle and like, is that the way you heard people talking about it within your community or like, where does that come from? I think I just saw that in society because I don't think anyone in my family had like a really big wedding. I think people just got mar- like, it was just like, Hey, we're married. Like, oh, what? <laughs> hey, I, I, uh, I got us married. I mean, but it was like people were together and they, and then, and then they were like, Oh, we're married. And you're like, when did that happen? But you're like, you've been together long enough. Like, yeah. it's just whatever. And you're like, I thought you were married. <laughs> Who knows? Some people are, some people aren't. Yeah. Um, but 
it was just what I saw in. So I saw I saw one aspect in society and in like shows or whatever where it was like, oh my gosh, this is the pinnacle of like my, you know, of my relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other aspect of my family, which was like people just they just got married and mm-hmm. that was that. It was like no big deal. Um, but as I got older, I saw more people like that's what they were looking forward to. Mm-hmm. That's what they would talk about. That's like, what they would talk to about. Get married, yeah, even that was when the thing. they weren't even a relationship, right? Yeah, that was it. And I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to live my life waiting for uh, marriage. And that's just mm. not a thing. So I was just like, you know what? I don't think I need that. Mm. Um, so it's not something that I wanted. Yeah, that makes sense. Might have also been the fact that I was in a relationship with a guy. And yeah. I'm gay. That yeah. makes you not want to get married. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the, the showstopper right there. But yeah, maybe like subconsciously that that was why. Yeah. But even when you, yeah, I, I don't know. Because I feel like, I don't know if you want to get into this, but when we first started dating, you told me you didn't want to get married. Yep. Like you were very straightforward. You're like, hey, I don't want this. And I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> You just got to make it clear for people. Okay, listen, it's really important to set your, to like just set the tone and the boundaries. In my situation, clearly I changed my mind, but you should be honest about where you stand. You're about to make a bunch of people super excited and that like they're in relationships with people that don't believe in marriage and they're like, they'll change their mind. That, but that's not everybody. I'm just kidding. That's I'm not everybody. Kidding. And I was also really, I was also young. Right. I think, I think if people can change at any age, but I think that if at 31, you and I weren't together and I was like, I'm not interested in getting married. Mm -hmm. I think it would be just that much more difficult for me to change my mind on that Mm -hmm. because now I have a lot more experience. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so, so that was, that was that. Um, but even as a person who was like, I don't want marriage to be, um, the, the pinnacle of a relationship. And I don't, um, I don't want to get married because of that. It's just like, all you're doing is just being able to put someone in your 401k as your beneficiary. Like Mm -hmm. what's, what's the point? And I was just like, if you love, if you love each other, like, why do you have to get married? Yeah. Why do you have to get married? Um, why does marriage have to prove that? But then as I got deeper in a relationship with you, I started seeing why why people would want to um, make that commitment to each other mm-hmm. um, as lifelong partners. And I saw the value in that. But still, I was bamboozled because... <laughs> It, it's not that I walked into this and I was like, oh my God, everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. But what I, what I thought was that we had built like the full foundation and we were getting married and we were just going to build on that foundation. Mm-hmm. And then chapter two, mm-hmm. I learned something very different. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I just... I'm trying to figure out the words to explain it because I don't, 
if I were listening to this, I would be like, well, I, I don't think I don't, I, I didn't think that marriage was like, like a paradise and everything's great and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I also didn't think that it was what it is now and that it, it sort of shifts your mind in a mm. different way that you don't expect. You, you, you expect that like, um, certain things will change, but you don't expect that your mindset's going to change. Mm. And you and I shared finances. We lived with each other. Like we did a lot of those we, things. We did a lot of stuff. So it wasn't like we were getting married and we were going to move into a place together or share finances or anything like that. So I expected very little to change. Gotcha. So that was my perception. What about you? So wait, before I jump into mine, you said that you didn't have the perception of it necessarily being hard. I knew that relationships took work. Mm-hmm. So knew I, that. I knew I knew that. So it wasn't that I didn't see that I saw it as easy. I just thought that by the time that you get married and at the point and in the feeling when you're when you're like, oh, my God, we're going to get married. You're like, OK, we have the foundation. Like we're just going to build from here. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. OK. Yeah, I guess for me. Um. I guess my perception was a little different, which is funny because so I come from, I was raised by a single mother. And so I saw marriage as kind of a shit show <laughs> as a kid um, in that regard, only because I was exposed to just how like my, my parents' marriage ended. Um, but I feel like I was very in tune with my feelings as a kid. So I just saw a lot of what, can go wrong in a marriage. And so you would think that many people in my family would, would think that I was tainted and be like, oh, yes, he's never going to get married. Jess is never going to get married. Um, but it was, in fact, the opposite. Um, although I did see that, I also saw a lot of other beautiful marriages in my eyes. You mm -hmm. know, mind you, I see surface level yeah, for a lot of this, and right? you also see the fin like the the product of not the finished product, but the product after twenty something years, right, right. And so, you know, I had family members or friends, parents that I saw growing up, and and saw a lot of the beauty and like the partnership that they had, like they they had like a flow going, and you know, I I was a dreamer as a kid. I would say I. I'm very much still that. And I, I watched a lot of movies and like, I fell into that and I'm like, wow, that look at that marriage or look at that relationship. Like, I really want that. Like I'm, I, I, I really went after the things that I saw on TV, the, 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 the music I listened to the, the relationships that I just told you about. And so for me, I feel like I always uh, fantasize about one day getting married by finding the right person. Not necessarily that I never thought about my wedding day. Like that was never a thing for me. Like I was never like that person that was daydreaming or like, I can't wait for this day. I was more saying like, I can't wait for this person that I could spend my life with and like devote myself to and then be married to them. Um, I think there's 
more of an intensity to that because I'm gay and because I knew I was gay Mm. and because society has said you can't marry a woman Mm -hmm. so for me it was like a novelty it's like I, I I wish I could do that because like I'm I legally can't do that um and so when it became legal I was like holy shit like this is actually possible like I can actually do this yeah um so I think a lot of that marriage and all that drove was driven by um, the way that society portrayed it as like this perfect thing, right? You meet this soulmate and you get married and it's supposed to be easy. And that's like one of the biggest perceptions. So it's like I had been in plenty of relationships that clearly weren't easy. So for me, I was like, this isn't it, you know, like the way I see it in TV, (laughs) the way I see it in like, um, family relationships, my person, it's supposed to be easy. It should, they should be aligned with everything that aligns with me. Like in, in a way where like, they just get me. Um, I very much was a person to say, I want to find someone who completes me which now is definitely not how I think. Um, And this person should be everything to me and I should be everything for them. And so there was this, this, this sense of um, extreme for me, not in an obvious way, but when I thought about it and I was dating or like, you know, with someone, I'm like, okay, well, let me get my checklist out of all the things that like align with me or like, how much do we vibe where I think that this could actually be my wife? Um, And again, it wasn't something where it was like conscious. It was more like I was doing this in the background for so long that I'm just like, okay, this person has to be my soulmate in order for me to marry them. Yeah. Um, And so I think that the biggest thing was like, I I thought that it was supposed to be quote unquote easy in a way that, things just flowed and you didn't really have to put much work into it. Like, yes, you were going to have to put some work, but I never imagined it to be something where like, I would have to compromise in a, in any big way. Yeah. Um, or really just dive into my personal shit in order to make it work. So yeah, I think I think back to it and I'm like, holy shit, I had this whole idea of what it was and I was totally off. <laughs> Chapter two. So, yeah, I think it was just super extreme as I think back on it. And I think so many people think this way because of the shit we're fed in the media and, oh, yeah. and the movies that are making all these shit ass happy endings and like, that stuff's not reality. It really is not reality. Like it just drives fucking drama and like ticket sales and all that shit. And everybody, you know, I, I like myself a happy ending. It makes me feel good. <laughs> but I also really appreciate movies that end with like reality where it's like sometimes two people don't end up together and like that's okay too. And they're both happy, you know, and they're both happy. Um, so it's funny when I'll go to it with friends or something, they'll be like, that movie sucked. And I was like, I thought it was great. Like <laughs> people don't typically end movies like that. So it's real. 
Yeah. And I appreciate Rio because I think that what you'll get from at least my side of things is that the biggest thing that I've learned from marriage and the thing that like I try to pass on to anybody who cares to hear my advice or opinion around this is that like, please be as real as possible with like your community. Because I think that that's one thing that I wish that my community would have been real with me about. And not that they purposely weren't. It was just not a conversation that was happening. Yeah, because it it kind of builds a bond with other people, but it lets you know that you're not the only person that may be feeling a certain way at a certain stage. It's like, it's like not, it's not the same, but when we first got Baxter and for the first like few weeks, I was like, did I make the right choice? Like, I want to, I want to send him back. Like, I don't think this is the right choice. And I talked to someone who had just, um, gotten a puppy like nine months before and they're like oh you're that's totally normal for you to feel that way you're gonna feel that way for like x amount of time Mm -hmm. I and they're like I promise you it's gonna get better and I felt not that I didn't feel that way anymore it took some time but I felt so much better because I was like okay like it's okay for me to feel this way this is not alarming that I feel this way totally and I think that that I mean that goes further than this it just goes into the purpose of this whole podcast around vulnerability and just like being honest with each other to like help each other out. And so I'm always talking about like marriage when somebody asks me, I'm like super honest and super transparent about it. Cause I'm like, I have nothing to fucking hide. Like this is, this is what it is. And whether you want to believe me or not, you're, you'll soon learn that like it's work. Yeah. That's what we jump into now. So how did so how did your perception of perception of marriage change after you got married? <laughs> and, and like what were the biggest surprises that you noticed? Yeah. Um, marriage is hard. And I say that in like the most loving way. Like Steph and I always Steph and I are really good about just like diving into our shit, like independently, but also like together. And when I think about us now versus us in the beginning of our marriage I just think of how much we've come like how far we've come in so many ways but specifically around communication I think that the biggest thing that's changed for me is that like I said one I thought marriage was supposed to just flow that's that's for me that's further than the truth I think that marriage is hard and Marriage is hard because of, I say this all the time, you're taking two people that have completely different experiences, no matter how aligned they are culturally, where they grew up, their situation, economically, they still were raised in two different households by two, you know, two, one one different, you know, a, a guardian that were, that were different. And then you're trying to combine them into like this relationship into this space and she's gonna go down right like you're gonna all your traumas are gonna come out sooner or later right and what people don't realize and why i always get concerned when i hear people being like yeah we just met six months ago and we're getting married the reason i get concerned about that is because i believe that in the first six to 
maybe 18 months of a relationship, people are putting their best mask on. They just want to show you like what that, what you want to see. Yeah. And if that person's really good at that, they'll keep, they'll keep it going. And it's a lot of the time, it's not malicious. It's just that they want the, they want the, the relationship to continue moving forward. Yeah. And so I think that, um, yeah. So when you, when Steph and I, mind you, we grew up in the same city. We went to the same high school. Um, we're very similar in our cultures. Uh, we're the same age. We have a lot of similarities, but her and I are so different in so many ways. And so I think for us, the biggest thing for me was when we moved in together. That was the real test for me yeah. to like really dive into our like communication. Um, and so going back to what I said, like the flow, it can flow once you put in the work. Yeah. And so for me, the biggest thing that changed was um, how hard it was, the amount of communication that I had no idea that it was going to take, like getting really deep into understanding one, why I respond the way I do, why I act the way I do, but also why does my partner respond the way she does? And really understanding that to then understand how to effectively communicate, how to effectively fight. So I guess I want to ask because we lived together before we got married. We were together for four years before we got married. Mm -hmm. So what, what change in, in like that drive to like under, under like, understand why you respond to things a certain way, why I respond to things a certain way. What changed in that drive for me to know? Yeah. After we got married, like what did marriage do that, that triggered that? I think for me, marriage, um, marriage used to hold such a big weight over my shoulders. Like it, it meant it was this, this, this amount of status that I, again, or had always dreamed of that never thought I would have because it was not legal to marry someone of the same sex. And when I got married, I feel like the seriousness of our relationship went to a different level in my mind. And I felt like I really need to, like, for me, I was like, oh shit, we're married. And like, this is real. Like, I have to really put my best foot forward for whatever I haven't like dug into. Mm. So I think for me, it was like the societal pressures of marriage just kind of overcame, like it, it just, it made me feel all types of things. Mm -hmm. So did that answer your question? I answered the question. Okay. So yeah. So that, and then like, I think the other thing that changed for me was what I said before on perception, like, one person can't be your everything. Like they can't be everything for you. And I think I believe that for like to the core where like the person I was going to marry had to align with everything with me. Yeah. You know, they had to be, they had to wear all those different hats and do it like with a smile on their face. Yeah. And that is not, that is not a fair ask for anyone. Nobody can be, be that for you. Nobody can be, your partner, your coach, your like 
you know, the person that like does all these like activities with you, like all these things. And then also be like your romantic partner. Like, I think that's just a lot. And I, I didn't think about how much I believed in that until we were in our marriage. And mind you, we got married. A f- how, how long into the relationship did we get? Four years, right? So in a way, I felt like I believed that for four years in some way or the other, where I was like, oh, yeah, like stuff's amazing. She'll wear all these hats for me and like do it with a smile on her face. And then when we got married, I was like, actually she can't be all those things because that's going to drain her and that's not possible and that's okay. I think that part of me not thinking it was okay was the thing that was like really stopping me from like mm-hmm. changing my mind about that. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of the, the big ones that changed for me. Um, I can jump into like the biggest surprises if you like, or do you want to, jump in on your (laughs) I mean I think I have some similarities to you um the main thing that I recognize is that when you're in a relationship no I think it's very rare that people are together for like 10 15 20 years where they've seen so much together Mm -hmm. um and then get married I think a majority of people don't spend that length of time so I think when you're spending some time together um there's a lot of newness in the first year and a half, two years, right? Mm -hmm. And then even after that, you're still experiencing things together and building towards something, right? Like maybe you're having a conversation of, hey, you know, maybe we should share finances. Maybe you are getting on the same phone plan together. Maybe you are moving in together. Maybe you're having a conversation about, is marriage something that we want to do and, and, you know, when do we want to do it and and whatnot? Mm-hmm. And so even though that's not what you're in the relationship for, you're still having conversations around that. And those are still sort of like big um, milestones in your relationship that are happening, mm-hmm. right? And so that that's sort of like in sequential order, it's happening. At the point where you get married, for me, it was like, okay, we're married, long pause. Like that's what we're going to do, long pause. Like there's, mm-hmm. like there's, there's recalibration that happens. And I think when you, it's, it's not to say that when I was, when we were not married that I thought like, Oh, I can leave at any point, but there is, um, a sense of like really big responsibility that you feel even more when you're married to someone because you're legally bound to that person. And so for me, if, Whereas in our relationship, if, um, you know, we address the things that need to be addressed, but if, if we got into, uh, a disagreement about something, it was a disagreement, but at the point where we got married, it was like, we got into a disagreement about this. We're married. Like we shouldn't be fighting about this. This is like mm-hmm. too late in the game to be fighting about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it just felt like so much bigger. And I think what I had... I think it was just reality check for me because again, what I had thought was you, we have, you build your foundation and then you just build upon that, mm-hmm. right? Once you get married, but I think you build a foundation or you build some, some blocks to get married. And then at the point where you get married, I think you have to 
recalibrate and now build like a, uh, another level of that foundation for the rest of your life. So there is still a lot that needs to be tackled and like continuously worked on. So for me, I, in my head thought like, okay, in order for me to, to marry like our communication, all this stuff has to be like in, in a good place. And I thought it was. And then when we got married, it was sort of like, maybe because I was looking at things with a more critical eye mm -hmm. or, you know, shit was like just going down and it was like, oh my God, like our communication is not where it should be. Um, and so, and I also hadn't done the work on myself, so I didn't know what I needed in terms of communication or how I wanted to communicate. So that was what changed for me is that I recognized that yes, walking into marriage or making a decision to get married, like there should be a lot of stuff that you have in your relationship that you sort of firmed out, but you're still going to have stuff to work on when you get married, because you're essentially starting a new chapter in your life together. And in that new chapter, you need to lay down a foundation for that. Yeah. And that takes work. That's well said. Very well said. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. What a, was any of that or what was like the biggest surprise for you? I think what was a surprise for me is that how like alarming things felt that were small, that were, didn't feel as alarming to me um, before. And I do think I will say there is a sense when you get married, those, that first like couple of weeks of that month where you're just like, if, you know, if you decided to, you know, have like a, a representation of your, of your like marriage, whether it be rings or something else, you're just sort of looking at that and you're like, I'm out of here. I'm off these dating apps. I don't need to be on it. I was never on the dating apps. Never on the dating apps. After, after <laughs> Jess and I were dating. But just sort of saying, like, I'm I like, I don't need to date. Like, I'm good. There's a sense of relief where you're like, I got it. Like, we're good. Yeah. Um, but then there's also this big thing of like, oh my God, we're going to fight yesterday. What does this even mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's like you too old to be <laughs> Wait a minute, you didn't feel that? <laughs> yes yes I definitely felt that um but I think for me two of the biggest surprises one how how I felt after we got married and like that pressure of like holy shit I'm married like I felt like I felt scared I was like yo that's a lot of pressure like it's us. Like, I got to take care of her. Yeah, like, I got to like, pressure. yeah. And you're like, no, now we're adults. Now we're not just two people dating. Right. Like now, I'm like if something happens to her, like, yeah, like that is like, that's us. And just like the fine, all that shit I didn't care about. Like I could take, we took those steps so early that I was like, yeah, we're good financially. Like we're on the same page. Like we, there's nothing we haven't talked about, but that like pressure. I was just, when I talked to people who got married and they're like, yeah, nothing changed for me. It's like, yeah, nothing changed like physically and all right. that stuff, but like psychologically, that's it. I feel fucked up, yep. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think it goes back to what I was talking about, my perception and how everything I saw. Um, and it just kind of all lined up for me. Um, and I think the other thing, which I don't know if this is related, but I just want to kind of throw it out there in case anybody else has felt this, but 
My other biggest surprise was how codependent I was. And I think that really came out in marriage. Like, I think it came out in the relationship. But when we got married, I was just like, yo, like, all I need, like, for people to understand what codependency is, it's like, you, I don't have the proper definition, but like, you don't see where, you can't tell the difference between like your feelings and someone else's. Like you don't know where, where that, that line is kind of drawn. And so for me, like I constantly needed to make sure that Steph was good at all times, like constantly, like whatever she needed. I was just like, I got to make sure like my wife is good. Like if she's unhappy, I got to make her happy. And I got, I put that pressure on myself. Steph never did that. I've always been codependent, but I think it really came out, you know, towards the beginning of our relationship. So that, and I think the other big surprise was how little I knew about what I needed and also like my love language, uh, languages. And that was, that was a big eye, eye opener. And I think that truly changed the game for you and I in regards to our communication. Once we kind of started diving into love languages and understanding what we both needed. And when we were able to kind of, verbally say those things and find the language for it because I feel like we were always trying to but we didn't have the language or the framework to do that yeah shout out to Rose for lending me that book did you give it back of course <laughs> I gave it back I always give the books back yeah yeah no that was uh I might actually just reread that book again it's been a couple years do but it. um I recommend it for everyone and we've talked about it on our podcasts many many times yeah. before yeah uh the five love languages by you'll have to get the author for me i want to say gary chapman but i could be very wrong on that um let's see what is it it is you're right it's wow. by gary chapman what a good memory oh that's good <laughs> i'm glad that could be useful um but yeah so those would be my biggest surprises so there are, there are people listening right now who are probably cur currently considering um, the idea of marriage. What advice would you give? Oh, I have a list. <laughs> um, Hit us with that list. I truly believe you should live together first before you ever get married. Like that is just something I live by. I know some people don't. I just think that's super important because that's like such a huge way to really understand each other. Yeah. Um, I think you should travel together and show each other each like your true selves in every scenario possible that you can think of. Like think about who you are independently of this person and like putting yourself in those situations with them to understand how you both react and communicate. Because if those things are likely very important to you and it's important to see how, how well you communicate through those experiences. So I think traveling together is a big one because it, it requires logistics and finances and different scenarios. Um, I would get very clear on your communication styles. So reading whatever you need to read, listening to podcasts, finding your love languages, like the book we just talked about, yeah. like both really investing in that 
and understanding that because I think if you don't know how to fight before you get married, it's not just going to get better. <laughs> right. Like into Steph's point, like I think a lot of people think maybe not so much now, uh, but then that, you know, things will just get better once you get married or once you have that kid or once, you know, what, whatever it's like, some people just want to give whatever the partner wants and think, Oh, they'll like, they'll be quiet now that I give them this. Yeah. That stuff doesn't go away. And so it's very, very important to get very clear on how to communicate, how to fight to the best of your ability. And if you can get some help through couples therapy, couples therapy is not just needed when things are rough. I, we said this in our last episode, you should go before things get bad. Yeah. If you are able to financially do that. Um, I think it's very healthy. I think it's, if anything, it will help with some frameworks. They will help with more resources than what you've heard here. And planning a wedding is is stressful on its own. So you yes. might need some some relationship counseling just through that process. Yes. If if you decide that you want to have a like a, a wedding. Correct. Yes. Um or even if if you if you do make the decision that you want to share finances together after you get married or you want to live together after you get married. Those are also good reasons to go to counseling to, you know, help out through that transition. Mm -hmm. Um, in addition to that, I think that it's important to have all the hard conversations, all the, the things that you're aware of that, um, one are important to you, things that you disagree on, like, um, you know, like we were just talking about Steph didn't believe in marriage when we first started dating and then she changed her mind. Like I was very lucky that she did that. But um, some people, when it comes to like having kids, like those are conversations you probably want to have before you commit with someone. If you're on opposite ends of things and thinking that marriage is going to change that kind of going back to what I was saying before, like have hard conversations with your partner to truly understand and believe them believe them when they tell you what they believe in and what they choose and who yeah. they are. Because if you sit there and try to focus on like the potential of your relationship of who they are, it's just not going to go good. So have all the hard conversations that you can, if possible, before getting married. Um, not that you're going to solve all of them, but I, I think that it's important to just like try to have those things. So you have a better understanding of what you're getting yourself into because marriage alone is, is, is hard because you're really getting to know somebody and their, their, their styles of everything, but it's even harder when you're not aligned from a, from one from like values, but two like how you want to see the world moving forward and how you want to start a life with someone Yeah, that doesn't just go away once you get married. Like, um, and then the last thing I would say is just like, it goes together with everything. It's like, deal with your shit as much as you can. Like, I always like telling Steph that, you know, we want to have a family and we want to have kids. And for me, um, I think if we would have gotten married later, I probably would have been saying the same thing, but really digging into your stuff to understand who you are outside of this relationship, because the more you know who you are the more you love yourself, 
outside of this relationship, the more you can actually show up in your relationship. And it just makes things easier. And that's what then causes, you know, results into this flowing of a marriage because you can meet someone on their wavelength because you've done your work, Mm -hmm. uh, which will then give you more capacity to do work together as a couple. So what about you? I mean, you pretty much said all of it. The only, the only other thing that I would add is I think that when you haven't been in something, you use what you see in the media or what's around you as reference for how something should be. You use it as a benchmark. So if you haven't previously been married, you use the marriages that you see in your family or on TV as a benchmark for how you think marriage will be. So I would say try and unpack that. And before you make a decision to get married or before you get married, write down like what type of marriage you want to have. And not like, I want to have a long marriage. I want to have a happy marriage. Like like really concrete stuff of like, I want to have a marriage that's rooted in like open communication. I want to be able to have a hard conversations with my um, spouse. Mm -hmm. I want to have a marriage that's rooted in adventure. I want to make sure that like, adventure stays at the forefront and that we're able to like travel somewhere new, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I agree. I also want to like say that I feel like we've painted marriage to be like really horrible and like hard, which it is very hard, but there's a lot of like perks to marriage in my opinion. Like I love being married to you. I think that that's because like we're very compatible and we do the work, but um it's just it's nice to commit to somebody that doesn't mean that you have to get married though like i believe that you can just be with somebody for the rest of your life and not legally be married um so i i want to make sure that that's clear like i think so many people put so much pressure on on couples and, 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 and individuals on like oh when are you getting married like I actually hate that question and I don't really ask that question because that's assuming everyone wants to get married and there's a lot of different opinions out there and I used to make that assumption myself and I just have stopped. So I just wanted to point that out that like you don't need to get married. It's okay if you don't want to get married. It's great. It's, it's, it's great if you don't, it's great if you do. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's just important to kind of end on that because I don't think a lot of people, say that a lot too much so marriage is great relationships are great we're in the marriage party (laughs) um yeah we'll do another check-in after as you said our masters after our masters we're about to graduate after we yeah about to get our bachelors so we're not getting a bachelor's (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true but yeah I hope it was helpful. Anything else you got? No, I I do hope that it was helpful um, for people to unpack or to start to unpack or to think about marriage if that's a decision that you want to make. And even if you're not with somebody right now, but you've always been like, I want to get married, just start thinking about that. Like what, what type of marriage do you want to have? What does marriage mean to you? Because then that might help you to understand like what sort of person you want to be with. Mm -hmm. 
and what sort of person you need to be for the marriage that you want. Totally. And for all the married people out there that are listening, be honest with your friends about what it actually is. Like, don't paint this picture that you're this perfect couple. And when people think you're this perfect couple, correct them. Yeah. Because I know a couple people have told us that, like, about our relationship. And I was like, nah, bro. (laughs) Been through some shit. We've been through some fucking shit. And our no, even if we didn't go through shit, like, we're not a perfect couple. So I like setting that straight because no, there's no couple out there that's perfect. Um, yeah. A lot of people say, like, my mom today was saying, like, Will and Jada have this, like, I was like, mom, you walling out. They got some entanglements in their <laughs> I, marriage. I told her that and she was just sort of laughing. She's laughing. She's like, damn, I got to watch that episode. Um, if you guys haven't watched the Red Table Talk episode of Will and Jada Smith, go out and watch I appreciate that. them being honest, though. Yeah. Because they are also held to a very I'm hoping high standard. they are being honest, though. This is the honesty that I will take uh, yeah. as what I'm perceiving as honesty, but I think they've been held to a very high standard in terms of, course. of their, um, I don't even think they consider themselves to be married. I think they consider themselves to be in a life partnership. Mm-hmm. So I think they, they've been held up to a high standard. And I think what they're showcasing is that when two people are together for so many years, they're going to go through things and it's not going to be always like super black and white or easy there's going to be some entanglements <laughs> uh, oh jada yeah totally i mean not those types of entanglements for everyone but yeah yeah you know yeah that's that's a good point i think that it's important to say that like relationships long-term relationships come with like even more work because like you have to like um you have to keep things fresh like you have to find ways to keep things fresh when you're with someone for so long you just fall into habits yeah and so for them they've been together for what 20 plus years yeah so i can imagine for them like they've gone through different phases of their relationship um and you also go through phases of of the relationship that aren't great mm-hmm. and it's not just like an hour or a day sometimes it could be a month Mm-hmm. For a few months where you're just like, man, when I look back at our relationship, that's been a low light. Yeah. That's why it's important to be honest. Where like where you're at throughout your whole relationship as, as much as you be honest with yourself and be honest with your partner on like where you're at and like what you need. And that's yeah. why doing the work for yourself will help you understand what it is that you actually need and be able to have the vocabulary to express that to your partner. Um, so yeah, no, I hope, I hope this is helpful. Um, that's all I got on, on marriage. That's all. That's all. (laughs) Jess has a notebook out with like three pages of notes of stuff that she wanted to make sure that she covered. Uh, Yeah. It's not three pages. It's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of stuff, but thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, Please make sure to rate us on iTunes. You <laughs> Stop say always la- it's important to say. We I, need know. To, I need to say this in the beginning of the episode. Um, yes. Thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you'll tune in next time. Bye. Peace.